Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We can't wait to hear from you in about 10 minutes. Who should be the Los Angeles Chargers' next head coach? We'll take your phone calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Who should be the next Chargers' head coach after Brandon Staley was fired last night after this team lost 63-21 to to the Las Vegas Raiders? One of the many things on Desperation Week in the NFL that we're going to talk about with a man who, like Harry, played in the NFL, now does a great job as an ESPN football analyst. He is Sam Acho. Hit him on Twitter at the Sam Acho. And we mentioned Brandon Staley fired 24 and 24 in three plus years. They lose 63 to 21 to a Las Vegas Raiders team that couldn't score a point in 60 minutes four days earlier. What was your reaction? You found that Brandon Staley was dismissed as Chargers head coach. Yeah, I was a bit surprised just to hear that the news happened. And what's up, Freddie? It's good to hear from you, as always. I was a bit surprised to hear the news was in the middle of the season, right? That's not what the Chargers are used to doing. But based off of the effort that the team put forward yesterday, I mean, it was it was embarrassing, and it wasn't. I mean, Harry knows it better than anybody. Or he, you know, it wasn't just the head coach that is responsible for that. Like everyone's name is on that. That goes on your resume. So I mean, the players on the field they have to answer that. Assistant coaches, right? You saw fumbles on special teams. The first punt, you see a penalty. You see a fumble on special teams. Fumble on offense. You see another fumble. You see a player standing around not giving full effort. And you might sure pointing at coach. Sure, all good. But also, I'm like, man. What were the assistant coaches doing all week long to have the team not prepared in that way? What were the, like, and as a player as well, it just seemed like there was an avalanche going downhill and it was not a good look. Now, when you talk about the now vacancy open for that job, do you expect a guy like Jim Harbaugh, who's had a ton of success everywhere he's been as a head coach, to leave Michigan, who's on top of the Big Ten at this moment and actually playing in the semifinal uh, game in the Rose Bowl versus Alabama, to leave Michigan and potentially be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? I don't expect Jim Harbaugh to leave to go to L.A. And I don't know. I think about where Jim Harbaugh was in the NFL last. Right? I remember when he was in San Francisco, and I remember playing against him year after year after year, and they were successful. But I'm looking at the success he's having right now, and I'm wondering, okay, maybe they roll out the red carpet for him. Maybe they, you know, bring out the Brinks truck, as people like to say. But I don't know from a roster perspective is what I think about. Like, I think more of, okay, yes, we need a new head coach if you're the Chargers, but – People don't always realize, like, yes, the head coach has control of, okay, what happens on the field, but the general manager decides who's getting drafted and where, and the coach sometimes has to play with the guys that that is on the field. And so if it is going to be a Harbaugh or whoever it's going to be, I would say it may be wise for that head coach, if it is someone who has that pedigree, 
to be able to have more say or leeway or control over the roster as well. Who are you getting in free agency? Who are you drafting? Mm-hmm. Right, those pieces matter. So to answer your question, I don't expect it to be Jim Harbaugh. I don't. You know, I, I think that team needs more. I think they need more quicker. You know, and Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. I, there's all that success in Michigan. I don't see L.A. But shoot, this is a lot. This is new news, and so maybe he would. Maybe he would. He would go, and it would be a good fit. I just don't see it. Great stuff by Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter, the Sam Acho, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We move forward to games happening this weekend. We're calling the Desperation Sunday this weekend, Sam, in the National Football League. In your opinion, it could be a player, could be a coach, could be a team, whatever. Who is the most desperate for a win or to play well, in your opinion, this weekend? I'll say Buffalo. Buffalo's most desperate for a win. Looking at them, they're 7-6 and six right now. They don't have the easiest schedule ending the season. I mean, teams like the Denver Broncos, Broncos are 7-6 and six as well, but they play the Chargers later on this season. They have the Patriots, right? Their schedule isn't as difficult. Um, whereas the Bills, if they want to get back into the playoffs, I'm just in the hunt in the playoffs, they're going to have to win some challenging games. And so I think they may be turning a corner. Uh, but if you don't find a way to win this weekend, you'll be hard-pressed to make the playoffs for the Buffalo Bills. So I would say Bills are probably the most desperate team uh, in need of a win right now. When it comes to quarterback Josh Allen, what do you need to see from him on Sunday? Good question. A lot of it is it's not just him, Harry. It's the whole team. Like I want to see them have fun again, play with that joy that you're used to seeing. It seems like these last couple of years – the, the pressure of the moment, right? Stephon Diggs is coming in, and we're putting all our eggs in this basket, and we have to succeed, and we have to succeed right now. And when we don't get it done, all of a sudden there's finger-pointing. and Like, I want to see that joy again. I want to see them having fun again. You, we all say that the fun isn't winning, and I get that. But I want to see, like, you know you block out the noise, and no matter what people on the outside say, and all of a sudden, like, you're playing with joy, playing with, like, it's not just passion, but, like, that that little kid in you again, that's what I mm-hmm. want to see. And some of that comes as you win. We'll see as far as that goes because I'm with you. By the way, Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio because to me it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not having any fun. I know they're in first place in their division, but it seems that it's been a grind more than we're used to seeing from this team, especially over the last five years and a lot of conversations, Sam, about their wide receivers. How can they fix that issue to keep them from costing them a chance to go through the AFC and get to another Super Bowl? Well, it's little things. You know, you talk about some of the, the offside penalty, and that's just some, a little a lot, uh, little things, right? But these are, these are big things, right? But that's alignment, right? My coach, Vic Fangio, used to talk about death by inches. Right? You line up a few inches offsides one time, it doesn't get called, oh, I'm good. Line up a few inches in the neutral zone again, doesn't get called, I'm good. But at a critical moment, Right, all of a sudden you line up a few inches offside. You don't check with the with the sideline official. All of a sudden, that's a penalty. It could cost you the game. And so those little things, right? Little things done well make big things happen. But the, the flip side of that is there can be death by inches. It's little things that kind of slip and slide, and you kind of forget about. Like those need to be addressed. I think they will by Andy Reid. Um, but all those things that it starts in practice, right? Like those have to be addressed, and you can't just continue to rely on. Oh, well, you know we where the Chiefs will be fine. It's like, no, man, like, let's get this situated now before it ends up going in the way we didn't expect this season. 
Yeah, I think one of the things I'm tired of hearing right now when it comes to Kadarius Tony and lining up all sides <laughs> is that the ref should give him a warning or this guy is getting paid millions of dollars to do the right thing and line up the way he's supposed to be lining up. But that's a story for another day, Sam. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I'm going to get out that soapbox. I'm going I'm to ask you which 7-6 and six team are you most confident in? You have the Minnesota Vikings, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Colts, the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills. I'm most confident, Harry, in the Denver Broncos. And the reason why isn't just, you know, remember they had that five-game winning streak. All of a sudden they lose, and they're asking Russell Wilson, oh, man, what's going to happen now? He's like, dude, we, we're the same team that won five games in a row. You've seen how Portland Sutton, Sutton has been playing. He's been playing outstanding. Their defense consistently creating turnovers. So won six of the last seven, but they're playing with confidence, playing with swagger. Oh, by the way, Sean Payton has been there before, done it with defense, done it with the quarterback, right, done it with play calling, done it with the run game. And so I'm most con- – and then you look at the last few games of the schedule, I would get excited if I'm a different Broncos fan. I'm most confident – in the Denver Broncos. On the other side, which seven and sixteen do you have the most questions about? Yeah, I still, it's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh, <laughs> and there's questions. And I mean, you're usually wouldn't right? Mike Tomlin, right? Winning seasons, all these things, but like, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't it's not even Harry that it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. Like listening to some of the players talk about other guys on their team doesn't sound good, right? Aaron George Pickens, yep. like, talk about what the quarterback is. doesn't sound good. Najee, doesn't sound good. And so and then you go and watch the tape. It don't look good either. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I'm least confident in Pittsburgh based off of their offense. It's not just Mitch Trubisky, right? Their offense has struggled all season long. Right. Um, I think the defense, I still, I, still believe, I, you know, I still believe in the defense, but the way the offense is playing is really uninspiring. Oh, it's a pleasure, Sam. Go ahead, Harry. You got one more? Yeah, I just want to say this. Sorry when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers' last four games, they do have the Colts, Bengals, Seattle, and the Ravens, so not the easiest. And then the Denver Ooh. Broncos, they have the Detroit Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Things are looking on the up and up for them. Just imagine, before I leave, just because, <laughs> imagine if Pittsburgh wins again. I'll just, I'll just say this one If Pittsburgh wins with Trubisky, if they win, if they beat all these teams and they make the playoff with Trubisky, that will be an amazing feat by Mike Tomlin, who will be coach of the year once, once again. So just imagine that. Oh, Denver. Better yet. So, uh, sorry. Better yet, Denver. If Denver was to win again, Denver Bronco with Sean Payton, and they, were, they, 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 they say Russell Wilson, they say he broke him. Broke him, with, he's fixed. He's not fixed, eh? So imagine if this team called Sutton, the defense, P.G. Lock. P.G. is a great player. Great player. This defense is very good. That's, that's enough out of you. We'll talk to you soon, Sam. Thanks, brother. Have a great weekend. Uh, appreciate y'all. We always appreciate Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst. Is always, always fantastic, especially on Twitter at the Sam Acho. He was on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Traeger, and Traeger is awesome. We can't wait to tell you why. Like this, this Saturday, enjoy the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. Home Depot and Traeger go together. Chargers just fired Brandon Staley. They just fired Tom Telesco. There was an inevitability about what they were going to do. Suddenly this does become an appealing job because not only is the head coach out, but so too is the GM. So whoever you do go chase, you can chase the big names. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. Or oh, we're going to get to your calls. 
Brandon Staley, no longer the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers after his team lost last night to Las Vegas Raiders, 63-21. Brandon, do you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Even he knew that he was not going to be long for that job after what happened last night. So he, Tom Telesco, the general manager, both of those entities are out. Who should be the next head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers? We'll hear what you have to say at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider. When he was on Carlin versus Joe earlier today, he says this is the kind of coach that the Los Angeles Chargers will be looking for to replace Brandon Staley. Having spoken to people around the league believing that this was going to happen there, the feeling is that what they need there in Los Angeles is somebody to reset the culture there, right? It's always... It's been mediocrity for a long time. It's been a team that has not lived up to its expectations for a long time. They need somebody to kind of change the culture there a little bit and get this team on board. Mario, North Carolina, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who should be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and why? Hey, how y'all doing, fellas? So I know a lot of people are talking about the enemy and the Belichick's of the world, but my my head coach of the Chargers is right in their backyard. I would really think Lincoln Riley, with his air raid system, their offensive personnel can fit right into it. I mean, he's proven it at Oklahoma. He's proven it last year at USC. Yeah, this year may have been a down year. But, yeah, I feel like that may be the way to go. Come on now, Mario. No. <laughs> What's wrong with Lincoln Riley? Well, because, okay, so Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Yeah, mm-hmm. great offensive systems. What defense did they play? Lincoln Riley at USC the last two years. Kayla Williams doing phenomenal things. What defense have they played? I, I, I can't bring in Lincoln Riley. I'm sorry. Well, I, you, I, I can't do it. Well, I hear you, but he brings a defensive coordinator. They can't be any worse than what they were the last three years. <laughs> the Brandon Steeler defensive guy. <laughs> Listen, you do know Lincoln Riley had to fire his defensive oh, yeah. coordinator during the season oh, this year. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, I kid because I don't care. And you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know how that goes. Listen, I, I just want to continue to see that look on your face right now that people can't see. As soon as Mario went to saying Lincoln Riley, I immediately put my hands in my face like, no, please no. I, I, I don't want to see that. Well, I don't think Lincoln Riley wants to see that because certain people belong in college. And That's right. Making that jump because how much was talked about Lincoln Riley when he was at Oklahoma that the Cowboys had their eye on him and people were like no no we don't we have our eye on Lincoln Riley when he's coaching Oklahoma not to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It must have been a cowboy that was actually at a rodeo on a horse. It wasn't Jerry them. It couldn't have been Jerry them. I hope it wasn't Jerry them. By the way, there's this new show that they have that they have on CMT called The Last Cowboy, which is really really good about Cowboys in the rodeo trying to get a million-dollar grand I'm prize. Going, I'm going to the Houston rodeo. Oh, you are? Really? Yeah, this, yep. I'm going with one of my buddies that live up in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Oh, he man. said this is the last year that his buddy is over the entire thing. And he was okay. like, Harry, this is the last year he's going to be over it. You got to come. Yeah. I said, I got my boots. Yes. I got my skull. I got my dip. <laughs> and I got my buckles in my hat, and I'm ready to go. Yeehaw. Y'all ever seen a black cowboy? You'll yeah. see it for a rodeo week yeah, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. They, they have them all over the place. There's a Netflix series with it all now of a basement Reeves. <laughs> giddy up, horsey, giddy up. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be Harry Douglas. <laughs> Steven, South Carolina, who should be the Chargers' next head coach and why? I think they should make a trade for a coach if they want to make a splash into more mediocrity and uh, pick up Mike Tomlin. Wow. 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 Hold on a second. We are not going to – Steve, you're entitled to your own opinion. We are not going to go for mediocrity. 
Mike Tom, Mike Tom's a, a lot of things. Hit a but, home run today, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Mike Tom's a lot of things. But, you know, I saw what mediocre looked like in Los Angeles yeah. with the Chargers. I know what mediocre. It has a name. It's called S-T-A-L-E-Y. That's why they moved on from Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere, but I, I'll, take, I'll say about Mike Tomlin, you can't continue to go 9-8, and 9-8, and 8-9 eight, eight and every year. I think even at a certain point, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get tired of that when it comes to Mike Tomlin. And also, by the way, Chargers, and I hate to do this to somebody who works here, if you want to make one of our guys an ex-co-worker, if you don't call Lewis Riddick for be the general manager, then what the bleep are you doing in Los Angeles when it comes to that? I think this is something very important that Dan Orlowski tweeted about this situation and the next coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. Rebuild around a young Herbert Mm -hmm. will determine his career. Two massive hires needed. Yeah. One should be Lewis Riddick, a general manager, and whoever he wants to bring in, let him have at it. I don't want to try to make him an ex-co-worker, but that guy should have been in the NFL as a general manager long before being talked about again, in my opinion, with that opening vacancy with the Los Angeles Chargers because they also moved on from Tom Telesco as their GM. Speaking of South Carolina, that's the home of Dave here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio and the Dr. Pepper calling line at 888-729-3776. Dave, who should be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and why? Hey, first off, I love the show. Uh, y'all you, are great. Uh, you, second, I want to uh, real quick thank Harry for speaking out and, and, and sharing uh, his counseling um, things. I, I think that's things a lot of men need to hear, that it, it's okay for that. So thank you very much for that for that service you're doing. Um, yes, sir, I do think it should be Harbaugh. Uh, he's done nothing but win everywhere he goes. Um, he's a little bit off-center, if we want to go that way. He's a little bit of a strange duck. I think that'll fit in good in the California area. It did in, in, in San Francisco, and I think it would continue to do so. Uh, so I think it should be him. I love and, it. Uh, I do have, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. I, I, I do have one quick question for Harry. After 26 years of marriage, my wife has finally decided she wants to watch football games with me. The other day she asked me, and you've, you played the game at the highest level, the other day we were watching the game, and the two-minute warning came up. She said, why is that? I said, well, they, they do a two-minute warning, just you know, push the end of the game, end of the half, give them a reset, and, and then and ready to go. Um, I know, but why two minutes? Why not three minutes? Why not one minute? Why not five minutes? And I didn't have an answer for her. Can you help me out with that? <laughs> Dave, I'll be honest with you. Bring it up in counseling. And tell, and tell the cou- No, 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 just, just listen, because tell the counselor, say, hey, my wife is watching the game with me now, and I love it, but she's asking me things that I have no idea about. Okay. <laughs> and see okay. if they can help. Because well, honestly, yeah. I don't – I, 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 someone asked I, me that I, recently, uh-huh. and I, don't, I didn't know the answer. Well, I'm here to help I, – I, I got the answer as well. I'm here to help Dave in South Carolina. I'm here to help Harry Douglas. I'm here to help all the men out there who don't know why there's a two-minute warning. It came because the official game time was kept by a member of the officiating crew – the stadium clock was unofficial. The purpose of a two-minute warning is to ensure that the teams know exactly how much time remained in the game. That's why we have the two-minute warning. See, Dave, I, I played 10 years in the National Football League and never knew why they had the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. It, it came up in the early 1960s. The AFL made the stadium clock the official game time. That change was followed later in the decade by the NFL before they merged together. And then television. That was an important fact in professional football. The two-minute warning was retained as a commercial break and also to serve as, quote-unquote, tension-building time, and that's become an important part of the floor of the game in the NFL. No lie, that's something I would have brought up in counseling for real. It's <laughs> okay. My, I, hey, uh, my wife keeps asking me about this two-minute thing, and I don't have the answer. 
<laughs> can you help a brother can, out? Can, can you help me out? <laughs> help me, help her, help her, help me. <laughs> also the commercial pops up got the guy from the Duluth trading like dancing around in his underwear and everything like that that'd be a perfect two minute warning one last one from Ken in Florida Ken in Florida thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry Ken who do you see being the next head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and why anybody except Belichick <laughs> and the reason I say that Wait, first of all, I got to tell you, your show is awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate After three that. hours of Carlin versus Joe, you guys are like a cool breeze on a hot summer day. Okay, we like that. Nothing wrong with Carlin versus Joe. Hey, yo! As well. So why not Belichick to the Chargers, Ken? Because I'm a longtime Dolphin fan. I uh, cannot stand Bill Belichick. That was personal. I respect Tom Brady. I mean, golly, we got beat. But it's Belichick's schemes that really killed us every single year. <laughs> it was New England, New England, the Patriots. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's personal, and then there's Ken from Florida personal when it comes to that. Ken, are you going to the game this weekend versus the Jets, the Dolphins and Jets? He's gone, by the way. Oh, he's, he's gone. gone. Yes. He's I was going to tell him I was going to meet him, man, if he was yeah. going to the game. Well, I, I wish I'd known that. We would have kept him there for a second. Mm-hmm. It's in Miami. Uh-huh. Oh, don't, please. You know, you know, little something. I, I'm going to go to my nice little spots here and there, you know, uh-huh. eat me a nice little dinner, then go in the room and go to sleep. Uh-huh. Get ready for the big game on Sunday. 100% lie. That's not the answer you're supposed to be giving us when you go down to Miami. Because the last time you went down there, there was a... I'm going to have my leopard speedos. Because you know, as soon as I land, I'm going to the beach. Even though it's going to be raining and I'm strolling down the beach in my leopard speedos. Huh? Yes, God bless me. Leopard speedos. Huh? Don't be mad at me. We're not mad. I think we're frightened more than anything else as far as that goes. (laughs) Keep waiting on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDUGS83. Leopard Speedos optional. Who should be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers and why at Coleman ESPN and at HDUGS83 with Harry Leatherboxes. Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman joining us here on Freddie and Harry. By the way, it's Desperation Weekend in the NFL. That can apply to the Kansas City Chiefs even though they're playing the New England Patriots. But is it too late? For those boys in Kansas City to fix their issues to get back to a Super Bowl. We'll get to that after Mr. Leopard Speedos himself, Harry Douglas, has this from Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are all in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, trust me, I know personally. Offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Favorite slow jam from the 90s. That song right there. My favorite slow jam from the 90s. It is a Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app series XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to be my lady and play ESPN radio. We're going to give you the teams that we feel are the most desperate teams this week in a desperation weekend in the NFL. Let us know on the Dr. Pepper call in line. How do you feel about that? 888-729-3776. Who is the most desperate for a win or to play well this weekend? Harry Douglas. Before we get to the calls at 729-3776, who is on that level for you on Desperation Weekend this weekend in the NFL? I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Freddie, three or four weeks ago, this team was 6-4 and four before they played the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Well, they've played the 49ers twice since then, and also the Dallas Cowboys. They are now 6-7, and seven, yep. and they're sitting in the 9 spot. And we got to remember that they have a game versus the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. But uh-huh. they've lost to the Rams twice already, and the Rams are ahead of them in the standings. So this team right now, I think it – ill afford to lose another football game. This is a a critical point for the Seattle Seahawks in their 2023 season. It's funny you mention that team because the team in that game, I'm with you, but it's not the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they're still a good football team. Or as they said back in the day, they're a good football team. But the Eagles got a lot of talent. Got a pretty good coaching staff. Quarterback's not bad. Defense needs to play better. Love their wide receivers. The Eagles got a good football team. But they're going to be a better football team and not have a three-game losing streak, they got to pay heed to their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, about this being a big, big challenge, even though it's not on the same line 
as playing Dallas or playing San Francisco. You know, you don't you don't get anywhere without any challenges. You don't grow. It's not natural to grow and um, develop the right type of character and develop into a team, truly, if you don't go through anything together. And, you know, as I've said, this is, this is a great opportunity for us. And, you know, it's something that we're going through. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I wonder how much of that is a message from their leader to say, guys, stop being fractured. I wonder if a little bit of that, not going on in the locker room, not one side of the ball and the other side of the ball, but how you been through this? When you go through a little turbulence, you find out who's in or who you can't trust. And I wonder how much of that message from Jalen Hurts to say, guys, let's remember, we're 10-3. and three. Give credit to the two teams that beat us. We know what we have to do to be that team. That's why I put them in that category of who is most desperate for a win, even though they're a 10-win team. When you lose two in a row like that, it can be very easy for guys to start saying, well, I need to get the ball more, or I need to get more snaps, or you need to play that guy a little bit less. I wonder how much of that was a message from Jalen Hurts to those saying, either you're in or you're somebody that we can't trust. And if somebody that we can't trust, then we got more problems than are on the surface right now after losing two in a row, after winning their first 10 out of their first 11. And I'm going to use a team that's the best you know, team in the National Football League right now, the San Francisco 49ers. When they lost three in a row, that team never wavered. At any point, at any time within Mm -hmm. the media, those guys understood what they had in that locker room. And it has to be the same thing when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Right? You lost two games in a row. Okay, things happen. But how are you going to face that adversity? Are guys going to step up things even much uh, that much more? Whether it's in in the football game, physically out there on the football field, or in meeting rooms, or how you guys bond with one another when you're not winning. Right. Right, that, that yeah. that's what I want to see a football team. When things aren't going right for everybody, who is going to be over here saying and bickering under their under their breath? Or who is going to be trying to keep us together so we can reach our common goal that we had at the beginning of the season? One thing I want to see Philadelphia try to get back to, what happened to the bullies from Philadelphia last year? That bully ball? Yeah, exactly. And not so much the offensive line. Their defense and their running game, but yep. their defense was their identity. Because they said, man, we get a lead, your quarterback's going to go down. And he's going to go down hard. And we're going to hit your quarterback, whether he has the ball or not. That attitude, that identity has not been there. Because I go by the NFC Championship game. They kept hearing how that was the best defense in the league in the San Francisco 49ers. That was the best defensive line in the league in the San Francisco 49ers. And Hassan Reddick said, what? And then they went out there and knocked out not one but two quarterbacks. They were bullies. They bullied everybody in the NFC and not just with their running game. If they're going to get out of this desperation that they feel a little bit at the losing two in a row, even though they're a 10-3 and three team, Harry, I want to see that return for the Philadelphia Eagles. They have it, to. Right, and it starts with their defensive line. It starts with them saying, we're going to hit your quarterback. And in the old words, the Oakland Raiders, Al Davis, the quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. The quarterback from Geno Smith, he has to go down. He has to go down hard. And it starts with those guys up front for the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's why it's important for this football game, because I think the deficiency that the Philadelphia Eagles have is their secondary versus the skill position players when you talk about a DK Metcalf, a Tyler Lockett, and a Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to have to get to Geno Smith. 
Because if they don't get to Geno Smith, it's going to be hell and high waters on that back end. <laughs> yeah, with DK Metcalf and Jack Smith and Jibba, we yep. know and Tyler Lockett, we know those guys can make plays. Your secondary is a little lax with their coverage. That's how we feel on Desperation Weekend in the NFL. Harry believes that the Seattle Seahawks, they're the most desperate team to win or play well this weekend. I think it's the team they're playing in the Philadelphia Eagles. By the way, that game on Monday Night Football, 8-15 Eastern Time on ESPN and also ABC. What about you? Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Steven in Alabama, which team, coach, player, anybody, is the most desperate to win or to play well this weekend on Desperation Weekend in the NFL? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I just first want to say I love listening to y'all's show. I think y'all's uh, the way y'all vibe off each other is fantastic. It's always an easy listen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate so, that. I, would have, I got two things. First of all, with you, Freddie, I've, I've got a wager with a buddy of mine that said that the Jets would win the Super Bowl before the season started. <laughs> so I put 100 on that. And then, of course, four plays in, Aaron Rodgers goes down. So after Zach Wilson throws for 300 yards and 400 touchdowns or whatever he did last week, he doubled down and said they're going to the playoffs. So I put another 100 on that. Okay. So I told him, I said, when I win, we're taking all our boys are going out on you. So just go ahead and, you know, get your money ready. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Same all, I think to me personally, uh, it's the uh, it's the Detroit Lions or the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I'm I'm a closet Lions fan from like when I was a kid because he was always on Thanksgiving Day, so I'd watch him and the Packers and everything, and I loved Barry Sanders. So I just kind of became like a closet. I'm not like I don't have a team in NFL I follow. I just follow players right. and just you know just the general. I just love the game, so it don't matter to me. Like, you know, I, Jerry Rice and all them growing up, I, I just follow players. But that being said, I, I would like to see the Lions finally actually probably do something, you know, and get the ownership, you know, get out of the way and let them actually do what they need to do, you know. And it still looks like they're, you know, trying to turn that comp- – and I like Dan Campbell. I really think he's a great coach. He's right about the Lions, by the way. I mean, this, this is a scary four-game stretch, in my opinion, yeah, for the man. Lions, too. Yeah, man. I mean, when you, you look like that team, they were part of Hemothyville. Earlier this season. Yep. And now, mm-mm-mm, there's a confidence crisis going with that team. And he mentioned players, and you mentioned it. That Jared Goff guy, where you at? Where you been? Yeah. I will say this. In the last three games, uh, well, I will say the last four games, okay. both games versus Chicago, turning the football over drastically yeah. against the Green Bay Packers, turning the football over. But this offensive line, they have not looked like in the last four games like we've seen this football team and that offensive line be dominant mm-hmm. early in the season. Yeah. And now they're going to play a Denver Broncos team that is, you know, riding a high as well. Even though they have one loss in the last, I think, six or seven games, they're still riding a high right now. Yeah. You got the Minnesota Vikings who are still trying to compete for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And also the division, if they can win out in the Detroit, because they played the Detroit Lions twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do I think that's going to happen because of the quarterback position? Right. No, but it still lingers out there. So this is an important four-game stretch. They have the Denver Broncos, the Minnesota Vikings twice, and then they got to go to Dallas as well. Jared Goff, in my opinion, is the one quarterback in the NFL that when the running game is off, he's completely off. Yep. You can take running games away from other quarterbacks to make them one-fisted, and they'll find a way to get it done. I've seen Dak Prescott do it lately. Josh Allen's been able to do it for the Buffalo Bills. Hell, even Russell Wilson has done it at times for the Denver Broncos. But he's the one guy on a contending team in the NFL that if you take away his running game, he's not the same guy. 
He is. A, we talk about Tua talking about Law being that guy. I've seen Tua sometimes the coach get in his way, but he can dial it up if the running game is not there. He's that accurate getting the ball. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, etc. But the running game is not there for Jared Goff. It seems as if he loses that religion that he brought to the table. That's why, like you mentioned, that offensive line play establishing that running game. If they're not able to, and they need Jared Goff to go out there and win that football game, Jared Goff this year can't do it if the running game is not there. Last quick note for the Detroit Lions. Their defensive tackle with Liam McNeil, he's out. He was the second leading sack person on that, on that defense, on that defensive line. Right. Uh, a defensive line that already struggled to get sacks. That's mm-hmm. a huge loss for them. Yeah, when you get enough tape on teams, at a certain point they figure out how to take away what you can do best. And the Lions right now, they've seen that. Not they've been figured out, but figured out enough where they can't have those impact plays with the offensive line running the football and the defensive line getting after the quarterback. Aiden Hutchinson has not been that guy because he's seen a lot of double and triple teams and other guys not been able to get home to reduce that kind of pressure on him. Keep weighing in. We want to hear from you on Desperation Weekend in the NFL. Who is the most desperate for a win or to play well this weekend? Let Freddie and Harry know on the Dr. Pepper call in line at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And the Chiefs aren't that desperate. But do they have the issue at wide receiver that could be enough to keep them from getting where they're used to being? And that is in the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. And what the hell Travis Kelsey talking about? Please stop. Oh, believe me. We'll get to that, too. We'll try to fix the Chiefs or don't care about them next. I'm Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to find how easy it is, or not easy, for the Chiefs to fix their issues, and Harry does can't wait to tell Travis Kelsey to shut up. But on a desperation weekend in the NFL, who is the most desperate? For a win or to play well this weekend, let's hear from you at Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. He's one of our favorites. He is unique in New Jersey. Unique, who is that team most desperate to win or play well this weekend and why in the NFL? Hold on, partner. What's up, partner? Here we go. Well, uh, happy Friday, brothers. What's happening? We're good, my what's man. Good? We're good. <laughs> hey, hi, what's up, man? Missed you yesterday. You all right? Yeah, 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 man. You know, I'm good. Not are you all right. Are you all right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to be all right, man. You know, and that's a big up, too, on, on, the, on the real tip. Uh, you know, I, I do some counseling, too, man. So, you know, some assessment, man. You know, our people. Good for you. We always looked at it as a... Uh, you know, something wrong with you, you know, you're less than a man, but, you know, right. trust and believe, man, it takes a man to, to dig down and, to, you know, 
and get inside and get to the bottom of things so, mm-hmm. you know, be a better person. So I definitely appreciate that. So let's get on to what we got to get on to, fellas. Mm-hmm. You know what we, what we, what we got to do. <laughs> it's Buffalo time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you Gotta saying, go to Buffalo. Are you sound the like you want sound like you want some buffalo wings. About, no, no, I'm I'm a little leery about this one, man. <laughs> oh yeah, as a Cowboys fan, why are you leery? Oh, absolutely, because of the last performance. I, you guys was very, you guys was impressed by that last performance. I'm gonna tell you, man. Listen, I was disappointed. Talk to us, unique. Why? Why were you disappointed? I guess Unique didn't want to tell us why he was no, disappointed. No, okay. I was waiting to me hear his, his answer, yeah, too. Me, too. Okay, so he thinks he, the Cowboys are the most desperate, according to see, Unique. Because, see, I, I was disappointed in the Eagles. Yeah, well, yeah, well, a lot of people are disappointed in the Eagles, including the Philadelphia Eagles, as far as that goes. Dave in Rhode Island on Desperation Weekend in the NFL, who is the most desperate for a win or to play well and why? I, I want to say the Chiefs. Um, like we we lost we lost a few games already, and they were kind of close game, controversial. And you know, I, I feel like you know because our wide receiver, you know, crew is like I don't know what's going on, and I feel that McCole should be stepping up and talking to these wide receivers because he's a vet, he's been through it. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, that's what. And I forgot every yesterday I was trying to get on too about the car and like my first car. Uh huh. And um, I just wanted to share that my first car, 1996, 9.8 black with uh, gold rack top and gold keystones. Like, remember Public Enemy, my, my 9.8, <laughs> booming with the trunk of funk. All the jealous funk can't stop the dunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The 9.8. <laughs> See what you missed yesterday by being on Get I Up know. from 8.8 to 10 a.m. That's the kind of calls we got. Regarding people's cars. Seriously. That's Man. the kind of calls we got. You know the car I grew up wanting, though? What's that? Was that, uh, that Mustang, that 5.0. Oh, absolutely. Especially watching yeah. Menace Society yeah. and those movies. It, it, and, that, and it, yeah. Yeah. it had to be an 87 or an 88. Yep. Yeah, one of those years. because with, that, them, with them Dayton's on it? Oh, my God. Who are you telling? One of my friends who I worked with in Portland, Maine, the music director and the assistant music director had the exact same car, that 5.0. I can't tell how many times we go cruising through Portland, Maine with Tony Perkins and Jack Parmalee in those cars, man. Man, those were the things back then. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, when my dad took us to Orlando, I wanted a Mitsubishi. We had rented one of those. Right. And I was like, man, this car's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. It is. It was. And you grow and up was. and you get other stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. In your case, you know, you got a whole car lot from a showroom from Atlanta as far as that goes. I'm sorry. We're going to have Harry call out Travis Kelsey for what he said about blaming the media for the Chiefs wide receiver issues and a former charge weighing about the new Chargers head coach and who should should it be? That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.